I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 125. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Last week, we talked about how Jesus fought the temptation of the devil by directly quoting scripture. And this week, we're going to continue talking about that fight using Crowder's newest song, Run, Devil, Run. I love the sound of this song. The video is pretty great, too. It was filmed right here in Louisiana, and it has a bit of that Dukes of Hazard car chase kind of vibe to it. And when you listen to the story behind the song, Crowder mentions that at the beginning of the video, the devil is chasing him, but then he turns the tables and starts chasing the devil. And let's do the same. Let's turn the tables and put our enemy on the run. But first, let's listen. Make no mistake, we have a real enemy. There really is a devil. He really does want to devour us. He doesn't just want to wound us. He doesn't just want to put us out of commission. He wants to devour. He wants to destroy. He wants to consume until there is nothing left. And Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that the enemy has a strategy. One version says he has a scheme. You know, strategies and schemes are plans. They're proactive. They're not just defensive or reactive. So we too must have a strategy against the schemes of the devil. And the one thing that's most helpful to us as we make plans to fight the devil, we know what his main weapon is. You see, because you use different strategies for different weapons, and knowing which weapon he will use most often will be most useful to us. You know what it is, don't you? Right? The devil's primary weapon of choice is to lie. He is an expert at using this weapon. In fact, we will look closely at how effectively he used it in the first days of humanity. In fact, even Jesus called him the father of lies. And as I mentioned, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that the devil has a strategy 
And it does a great job of even describing our enemy further. If you jump to verse 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So now that we've identified our enemy, where he hangs out and his primary weapon of choice, we can now develop countermeasures to defeat our enemy. Now, I did a little research and I discovered this 32-page document by the U.S. Department of Defense from 2014, and it was on their strategy for countering weapons of mass destruction. And I figure a department designed to wage war uh, for hundreds of years may know a thing about or two about fighting an enemy. And their strategic approach listed in this document included four parts. And I'm going to use them as kind of a model as we lean into our primary weapon to fight against lies. And our weapon to fight against lies, of course, is truth. And that truth is found in Scripture. So the four parts of the Department of Defense strategic approach against this particular weapon uh, is, number one, to prepare. Number two, to prevent acquisition. Number three, to contain and reduce threats. And number four, to respond to crises. So under the Department of Defense strategy for prepare, it says to equip and train forces to shape the environment and respond to threats and use of the enemy's weapon of choice. So when considering who God's forces are, so if we're going to equip and train forces, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, it makes it very clear that we are soldiers of Christ. In fact, I unpack that whole section of scripture in episode 104, so you can check that out there. But if I'm a soldier for Christ and you're a soldier for Christ, Together, we are an army for Christ, and our first attack, our first task is to prepare. So I'm not an expert soldier in in life, uh, as far as like I, I've never served in any time of military capacity, but I do know that it is common to study battle plans of your enemy. And so when you study previous battles, you can learn tactics that the enemy has used in the past and might be prone to use in the future. So let's head over to Genesis chapter 3 to see the enemy's tactics with Adam and Eve from the very beginning. Now my mentor teaches from this section of scripture and she titles her teaching, The Lie, Destruction of Relationship. And she teaches that the devil will use this weapon, this lie, the lie, to destroy relationship between parent and child just like he used it to destroy relationship between Adam and Eve and God. So I'm going to use kind of her model to talk about the lie and just realize that that we're going to talk about how it destroys relationship as well. So in Genesis chapter 3, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
All right, so here are the three steps in Satan's strategy. Step number one, doubt the wisdom of God's word. He even goes so far to say, did God really say? So he's doubting the wisdom of God's word. He's doubting the actual words of God in this when he does this. All right, so step number two in this strategy or this attack using the lie is to deny the truth of God's word. He comes out and he says, you won't die. But God said they would die. So he's doubting the wisdom of what God said, and then he's denying the truth of God's word. And then step number three, distort the character of God. You see, God was trying to protect them and give them freedom But the enemy is distorting the character. He's saying, God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like him, knowing good and evil. So he is, while God is trying to protect and grant Adam and Eve freedom, the enemy is masterfully wielding his weapon of choice to convince them that he is trying to deny and limit them. And if you keep reading, you see what comes next. What comes next is blame, shame, and a broken relationship. And this battle went to Satan. So, soldier, what shall we do to prepare? Well, we'll fight against the lie with the truth. We proclaim the wisdom of God's word through our obedience to it. We proclaim the truth of God's word by knowing it, knowing it so well so that we, when we come up against a lie, we, can, we recognize it as such and we can fight with the truth. We rest in the character and faithfulness of God because we don't define him in our own mind. We don't, we don't say, well, God should be like this. We allow scripture to reveal his character and then we believe it. Now, I love the part in the Department of Defense strategy where it says that part of preparing is to shape the environment. I love that idea. Make it more difficult for the enemy to execute his strategy with his weapon of choice, and it won't be so easy to use it against us. The more truth we store up, the harder it will be to use the lie. Now, the second step in the DOD strategy is to prevent acquisition. So they define this as simply ensuring that those not possessing the weapon do not obtain it. Now, we know that our enemy is the father of lies, so he already has the weapon. Uh, We can't keep him from obtaining the lie weapon, but he's so crafty. He uses people to wield the weapon against us. So here's my advice. Ensure that he doesn't use you to wield his weapon in the lives of others. In other words, don't get caught up in lies and deception and gossip. That is just the father of lies using you as the bearer of arms. And then next, ensure that he doesn't use those around you. So if you're a parent, you fill your children with truth. If you're part of a spiritual family, you recognize the weapon of the enemy and you just don't stand for it. Bring things out into the light. We've talked about Matthew 18 principle in episode 21 recently. Just like the enemy uses lies to distort the character of God, he will use lies to distort the character of fellow believers and tear you apart from the inside out. So, so let's do all that we can to prevent acquisition. Now, the best battle strategy for that is to keep everything in the light. Don't continue to shove it down deep and hide it. 
bring it out so that the light of the world, Jesus Christ, can bring healing and restoration and redemption. All those things that he does because he is a good, good father. Now, step three of the DOD strategy is contain and reduce threats. This is protection. This includes all the security and safety practices. So for us, this is the armor of God. So I mentioned Ephesians 6. Let's head back over there and start in verse 10. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on the on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil and put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. All right, so let's take a little bit deeper look at this armor of God. And remember, it's because it says put on the armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And again, it it impacts the, the type of enemy that we're fighting against. And it says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy. So um, you you put on the belt of truth that is um, that's going to hold kind of everything together and the body armor of God's righteousness or other versions say the breastplate of righteousness God's righteousness will protect your heart right that's where that breastplate comes over and you're going to stand your ground you're going to put shoes on the the peace that comes from the good news the gospel of of peace so the good news that Jesus came and gave his life uh, on Calvary's cross to save us from from the consequences of sin in our lives that's the good news and so we're going to put those shoes on every day that's what's going to be on our feet that's what where we're walking in the the good news of the gospel message and then you're going to hold up that shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. So remember we just said we're going to understand God's character as as revealed to us in scripture and we're going to believe it. That's faith. That's what's going to um, stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And then also um, the salvation as your helmet. Your salvation is what's going to protect your mind from the blows that the enemy is going to put against your head. And then taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So you see truth, uh, which is kind of that result, is the, is the belt that kind of holds it all together. And I've also read that the shield of faith, that the only... Um, uh, um, the, 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 the only proactive 
element of the armor of God or the only weapon is, is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. That's your weapon. That's how you can be proactive in your attack against the enemy. And then also that sometimes when you're in the midst of the battle, you can use your shield too to bang up against the enemy as well. But again, this, this is what we put on to stand against the schemes of the enemy. So it would behoove you to spend some time here in Ephesians chapter 6. In fact, that is our Bible interaction tool exercise for this week, our B-I-T-E. I give you bites every week to help you interact with God's word in new ways. Um, Some, And I use the same ones over and over again. So uh, they become part of of how you interact with God's word. They become your habits. But this week, I want you to, the bite for this week is to slow down. And I think a lot of times we read and keep on reading. That's sometimes what I encourage you to do, get the full picture. But I think when you spend some time in smaller sections of scripture, we're talking about um, eight verses here in, in chapter six of Ephesians. Slow down, read it. And a second bite um, is to read in multiple versions. So you're going to take this armor of God and you're going to slow down. You're going to read it over and over again, and you're going to read it in different versions so that you can really unpack and think about the different elements of the armor of God and what it's going to do to help you stand firm against this weapon of choice of our enemy, which is the lie. So when I read through the the DOD strategy for containing and reducing threats, it talks about, again, so we're, uh, again, step three, of course, is contain and reduce threats. This is protection. This includes the security and safety practices. This is where that armor of God comes in for us. But it also talks about working closely with partners. So let's read verse 18 again. It says, be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Our strategy, you see, needs to include partnership with other believers. Again, that's going to take boldness and investment in each other. Um, Prayer, like really praying, not just like I'm praying for you, but actually praying for one another. It's talking about accountability. You know, we've got to work in partnership with each other against our common enemy. And he wants to keep us as individual soldiers, not as an army fighting against his strategy. And so finally, in the last step of the DOD strategy, it's to respond to crises. So I've replaced um, the, the, again, this report was for weapons of mass destruction, but I've replaced wherever they mentioned that in this report with our enemy's weapon, which is lies. So when I do that, here's what the report says. Complex crises involving lies can arise with little or no warning and may often take place during other operations. <laughs> yep. Just living out our days. We're in ministry. We're in parenting. We're in friendship, in our marriage, in family. Complex crises involving lies can arise with little or no warning. So listen to what's next. These crises will require the development of flexible capabilities to respond to and mitigate risk. I love it. Flexibility is the key. You know, recognizing that we don't do battle with the enemy like like in the revolution, you know, where lines of soldiers um, 
were meeting at a predetermined time to walk in a line and shoot at each other. You know, the enemy's going to attack when we least expect it. And so the DOD goes on to say that uh, DOD will maintain robust situational awareness while engaging, coordinating, collaborating, and sharing information with partners. So let's go back to verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So stay alert and be persistent. That is robust situational awareness. And by praying for believers everywhere, we are collaborating. We need to share information with our partners. We need to let other people know the struggles that we're having. Um, I had dinner with some friends the other night, and we were talking about all of our unique experiences. So at the table of four adults, we had all experienced differing levels of deep tragedy. And it came to my mind that if we don't share our struggles with our partners, if we don't collaborate on how to defeat this enemy, we will never see victory. We will stay in the darkness. We stay in bondage. We basically become prisoners of war. Don't hide. Don't blame. No truth. Don't give up. Be a good soldier this week. Spend some time preparing by studying a common battle plan of the enemy in Genesis chapter 3. And then prevent acquisition by filling your heart and mind with the truth of God's word on a consistent basis. Contain and reduce threats by daily, even many times a day. Putting on and securing the armor of God found in Ephesians chapter 6. Do that by slowing down repeating, um, reading it over and over again, and try reading it in a variety of translations. Respond to crises with flexibility, maintaining situational awareness, and working with fellow believers. Don't hide. Don't blame. Know the truth. And don't give up. And while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me at michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I let you know what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Yvonne from California, Vincent from the Philippines, Niall from British Columbia, Nancy from California, Liz from Oregon, Margaret from California, Pat from Ohio, Teresa from Arizona, Dorothy from Minnesota, Shannon from Florida, Helene from somewhere in the U.S., Cindy from Florida, Becky from Georgia, Ulrich from the Philippines, and Bonnie from Pennsylvania. These are all my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week, and in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out and place it in um, a visual place for you to see every day. And you get an email recap of the week's episode as well, and you'll get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes. Every once in a while, I create extra um, resources, and all of that is just my way to say 
thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode. You can subscribe in iTunes uh, or Stitcher Radio for Android users. While you're in iTunes, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? Uh, It really encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners and gives me a little credibility. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Diamonds from Hawk Nelson. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 125. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.